Martin Lloyd-Jones, a prominent Bible scholar and pastor years ago, said this, the ultimate choice in the Christian life is always the choice between pleasing self and pleasing God. We face this choice every day as followers of Jesus Christ. Will we please God or will we please self? Will we live God's way or will we live our way? Will we pursue what God wants or will we pursue what we want? Will we walk by the power of the Holy Spirit in us or will we walk according to our sinful flesh? The right choice is obviously to please God. We please God as we live out our faith in God by our obedience to God through the power of God at work in our lives. When God saved us by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus, God placed his Holy Spirit in us to empower us to make the right choice, the best choice, the daily choice, which is to please him rather than pleasing ourselves. When God saved us by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus, he adopted us into his family, and he placed brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus around us to encourage us to live his way, not our way. God also gave us his word full of his instructions for our lives to teach us how to live and please him, to teach us how to please him rather than pleasing ourselves. And Paul's words of life and truth and victory encouraged the believers in Thessalonica to make the right choice, which is to please God, to live and please God more and more. Paul's words of life and truth and victory encourage us today to please God as well. So we're going to continue looking at these words of victory for you and me in God's word. Open your Bibles with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 uh, as we continue uh, listening and reading and applying all that God is speaking to us uh, through the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul is downloading and continuing to download God's instructions for our lives and our relationships in this final teaching section in, uh, he, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Paul shared God's instructions with us about the relationship between the pastors and the people in the local church in verses 12 and 13. Paul shared God's instructions with us, uh, or a portion of God's instructions with us, about the relationship between believers in the local church in verses 14 and 15. Paul shared God's instructions with us about the relationship between us, God's children, and God, beginning in verse 16. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16, in uh, the verses that follow, Paul shared God's instructions for us. God's kids in regards to our relationship with him. So if you have your, if you've made your way to chapter five, which I'm sure you have already at this point, I want you to put your hand in your scriptures. If you've got your scriptures, I want you to put your hand on your scriptures and I want you to turn the Bible over onto your hand. I don't want you to lose your place. I want you to keep your place, but I don't want you to see the scriptures. If you've got your phones, turn your phones over so you can't see your phone. And we're going to recite aloud together our memory verse from last week. All right, you ready? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. You ready? Together out loud. Rejoice always. Great job. Great job. Scripture memory is awesome. Scripture memory is best for us. It's a blessing to us. There's only one thing better than memorizing Scripture. Only one thing. One thing better than memorizing God's Word, and that's obeying God's Word. 
memorizing it, and then obeying it. As James told us, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So Paul commanded us to rejoice always. Rejoice means be glad, be joyful, be delighted. Always means always, today, every day, all through the day. No matter what is going on around us, no matter what is happening to us, no matter who is coming against us, God through Paul commanded us as followers of Jesus Christ to rejoice always. Rejoice always covers a lot of ground. Rejoice always is a command that includes rejoicing always in the good times, when everything is going well, when everyone's getting along, when uh, there are no current challenges in our lives. Rejoice always also includes the difficult times, in times of trials and tests of faith, in times of pain, in times when we are being persecuted and opposed because of our faith in Jesus, in times of loss of loved ones, in times uh, when others are rejoicing in their blessings, in their good things, in their answers to prayer. We're to rejoice always. It encompasses in all ways at all times. We're to rejoice always. We rejoice always by the power of God's Holy Spirit as he works in us and through us on a day-by-day basis. As we shared last week, rejoicing always is not natural for us. Rejoicing always is supernatural by God's power, his Holy Spirit, and his work in us and through us day by day day. And so we see and understand this challenge to you and for me. This command is to rejoice always. Paul commanded us to rejoice always as followers of Jesus because rejoicing always as followers of Jesus is best for us. So we're going to continue now moving forward in this passage for uh, what God has to continue teaching us in regards to our relationship with him. So in our relationship with God, we know we need to rejoice always. We rejoice in the Lord always, as Paul said. I will say it again, rejoice. Now we move to verse 17, continuing God's instructions for our relationship with him. And in verse 17, Paul shared with us the next command, and that is simply pray constantly. Pray constantly. Again, this is short, sweet, to the point. Can't miss it. Pray constantly. I would suggest that this is another fantastic verse to commit to memory for this week. We're going to double our scripture memory in two weeks. So keep your hand in your Bible, turn your Bible over, turn your phones over. We're going to recite aloud together our memory verses these last two weeks, these, these uh, memory verses. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Rejoice always, pray constantly. Oh my goodness, you guys have got this. High five your neighbor and say, great job. That is good stuff. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Scripture memory helps us grow in our faith in Jesus. Helps us grow in our likeness to Jesus. And helps us to live as witnesses for Jesus that he has called us uh, to be on a day-by-day basis. Now remember, and you know this as well as I do, memorizing these verses is easy. Obeying these verses is a completely different thing. Memorizing, rejoice always, pray constantly. First Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17, we've got that. We can commit that to memory. Like every one of us, no matter how challenging it is for us to remember scripture, no matter how challenging it is for us to keep a grip on our memory, I think we can handle those two verses by the power of the Holy Spirit will work in us. However, obeying those verses is completely different. It's a completely different challenge. And so we're going to look at that challenge this morning uh, as we move into 
uh, this passage deeper this morning. It's significant that uh, Paul here is telling us to prioritize prayer and praise because prayer and praise strengthens our relationship with God. If you want to strengthen your relationship with God this week, if you just thought to yourself and you say, you know what, I want to make my walk with God, I want to make my relationship with God stronger. Tell me something that I can do, Mark. What can I do to help make my relationship with God stronger this day and this week? I would simply suggest rejoice always, pray constantly. Spend time in prayer and praise on a day-by-day basis, and I promise you, your relationship with God will deepen, will grow stronger uh, this day and this week. So we're going to look at this uh, a little bit more in depth this morning. So let's look at these points. Number one, the point, the first point is the what. The what is that we're to pray. Pray. Paul used another imperative with us in this verse. Paul commanded us to pray, uh, to talk with God, to communicate with God. Prayer is just simply communicating with God. That's all it is. Prayer is just talking with God. Uh, We talk with God. We tell God what is going on in our hearts and our minds. We tell God what's going on with us, what's going on in us. And then we make sure that we listen for God to respond to us and to answer our prayers. As much as we want to talk with God, God wants to talk with us. And God speaks to us by his Holy Spirit in us through his word, through prayer, through our circumstances, and through one another, our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And so prayer, Paul is commanding us to pray. That's what he's telling us. Pray, talk with God, communicate with God. That means you, lo- you talk with God and then you listen to God as he speaks to you. The good news is this morning, we know that God uh, wants to communicate with us. We know God hears and answers our prayers. The psalmist told us the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cries for help. So we know our Father God, even here right now, even in these moments, even as you're listening to the truth of this word, as the Holy Spirit is speaking to each of us personally in a very specific manner, we can truly be praying constantly even right now as we're engaged in this time with the Father. Because the Holy Spirit living within us, we know that God sees us, that God hears us, and that God is ready uh, to speak with us and to answer uh, our prayers as we pray to him constantly. Paul commanded us to pray because God wants us to communicate with him. God wants us to communicate with him. We see this all throughout the scriptures. Uh, the Lord told Jeremiah, call to me and I will tell, I'll answer you and tell you great and incomprehensible things you do not know unsearchable things you do not know. Jesus told us, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For the one who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be open. Ask, seek, and knock are present imperatives to pray. God wants us to pray because God loves to communicate with us. We have a relationship with him. And you know this. What you desire in your earthly relationships is growth, is depth, is blessings. Well, growth and depth and blessings come to our earthly relationships uh, in correlation with our communication. The better our communication, the better our relationships. Same is true with the Father. He wants to communicate with us. He wants us to communicate with him. Paul commanded us to pray because we need to communicate with God. We need to. We know and understand we need God's help to live God's way. We need God's help to please him day by day. We can't live God's way in our power and strength. Jesus was talking to the disciples about this, and he told the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, stay awake and pray so that you don't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Praying constantly helps us to stay awake. 
connected with the Father. It helps us to be able to avoid falling into temptation. I love what one pastor said. He said this, when a storm comes into a Christian's life, the Christian has two choices. They can pray or they can stray. Praying draws us near to God. Straying pushes us away from God. Pray or stray. It's a pretty good way to look at our day-to-day lives. Pray or stray. Is this person shares this with me. God, am I going to pray or stray? As this situation crashes into my life, God, am I going to pray or stray? What's it going to be, God? God, I'm going to draw near, and I'm going to pray constantly because I desperately want to go your way. I want to draw near to you. Praying helps us to draw near to our Father. We desperately need his understanding. We need his understanding. We need God's view on life. We need God's view on ourselves. We need God's view on our situation. We need God's view on our questions, whatever they may be. That's why Solomon told us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Our understanding is limited, dramatically limited. Our understanding is fragile at best. And so we know and understand Paul's commanding us, pray constantly because God wants us to communicate with him, but he's commanding us pray constantly because we need to pray. We need his understanding on a day-by-day basis. I desperately need his understanding. Every moment of every day, I need his understanding. I need his wisdom. I need his knowledge. I need the Holy Spirit to speak to me, to speak into me. Any of the decisions that I have to face on a day-by-day basis. Because no matter how much I may think I'm aware of what that decision needs to be, I'm confronted continually with the understanding that my view on this, though I may be confident, it's, it's not complete. It's not complete. As Paul said, we see now as dimly through a glass, through a mirror. We need God's understanding. That's why he's commanded us to communicate. Paul commanded us to pray as well because we can communicate with God. We can communicate with God. We can pray whenever we want to pray. We can pray wherever we want to pray. And we can pray for as long as we want to pray. There is no one or nothing that can keep us from praying to the Father. As someone once said, as long as there are tests in school, there will be prayer in school. And I wholeheartedly believe that. We can pray. No one can keep us from praying to the Father. And so we understand and realize that Paul's commanding us to pray because we can pray. We may not all be called to pastor a local church. We may not all be called to preach and teach God's word. We may not all be called to serve as an elder, a pastor, an overseer, a bishop. We may not all be able to sing on the praise team. We may not all be able to play in the praise band. We may not all be able to go on a mission trip to a distant country. We may not all be able to go on a mission trip to a difficult people group. We may not all be able to serve in the preschool ministry. We may not all be able to serve in the children's ministry. We may not all want to serve in the student ministry. We may not all be able to lead a life team or facilitate a life team, but we can do this one thing. We can all pray. We can all pray. We can all communicate with God. And so Paul commands us here, the what? The what? Well, it follows up what he said before. We can all rejoice as well. We can go back one step and see that, and we can all pray. The when is constantly. Constantly means all the time, continually, without ceasing. 
Now, I'm going to focus in particular on one aspect of this. One of the reasons we need to pray constantly, without ceasing, we need to pray all the time, we need to pray continually, is because the battle of spiritual warfare is constant. It's constant. I love what Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, years ago once said. He said, as you are tempted without ceasing, so you should pray without ceasing. And how true is that statement? We constantly battle the tactics of our enemy, Satan. His lies, accusations, and temptations, which are designed to lure us away from God and into sin. We constantly battle these lies and accusations and temptations from our enemy. We constantly battle with our sinful flesh, which is prone to wander away from God and into sin. We need to pray constantly so we can walk in the victory in this battle of spiritual warfare. Paul finished one of the most fantastic passages in all the scriptures on this concept, this topic of spiritual warfare, specifically in Ephesians chapter 6, and focused in on the armor of God that we are all, as children of God, to put on, to wear, to use day by day in the battle of spiritual warfare. And as Paul was summarizing and coming to the end of this amazing teaching on spiritual warfare, he ended it by calling us to pray. In Ephesians 6, 18, Paul said, pray at all times uh, in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. After talking about spiritual warfare, after lining out that we're to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power so that we can take our stand against the devil's schemes that our battle is not against flesh and blood, it's against the principalities of evil in the heavenly realms against Satan as demonic forces of evil, as he began to walk us through the different articles of the armor of God that we're to use, and as he ended by telling us about the one weapon that God has given us to use, which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, he then finished all of that teaching by calling us to pray all the time. To pray all the time. How important is this for us? To pray all the time. Now, praying constantly doesn't mean, just so that we're clear, it doesn't mean that we have to stay in our rooms, our bedrooms, by our bed, kneeling beside our bed with our hands folded, eyes closed all day praying to God. That is a great way to pray. That's an important way to pray, but it's not the only way to pray. Praying constantly, what we need to open our minds to is Paul is sharing this truth with us. Praying constantly, I want you to look at it, is, is we wake up each morning and we start a conversation with God. We open up a conversation with God, thanking him for the rest that he's given to us, thanking him for allowing us to open our eyes once again, thanking him for all that he has planned for us. We open up a conversation with God as soon as he wakes us up. And then we just carry on that conversation with God all throughout the rest of the day into the evening. We just carry the conversation on. Praying constantly means we're, we're talking with God constantly. We're checking in with him throughout the day. When certain situation happens, when a meeting's coming up, we need to pray for this. We need to pray for a person. Someone sends us an email about a situation. We hear a word about someone. We pray for them. We're just checking in with the Father. We're walking with him. We're talking with him. We're communicating with him. Sometimes audibly as we're driving uh, from place to place, we can just audibly carry on a conversation with the Father as if he's with us because, oh, by the way, he is with us. We can be praying silently as we're sitting in our cubicle, as we're going about our business, as we're in our classrooms as students, on the playing fields, in the extracurricular activities, whatever the case may be. We're just opening up that conversation with the Father, resting on the truth of his presence with us and in us, 
resting on the reality of his power at work through us, meditating on his promises in his word that he is with us, just constantly communicating with him, checking in, talking with him, as if he is just simply walking right next to us because he truly is walking with us because his Holy Spirit dwells within us. And so we understand as we pray constantly, there's all kinds of amazing blessings that come our way. It's amazing what, what God does with us as we're praying constantly because that's demonstrating our obedience to this teaching. So we're, we're focusing in on communicating with the Father on a regular basis. And I can promise you right now, as we focus on communicating with the Father constantly, we can't help but hear him communicate with us. He is constantly at work in us. He speaks to us. And he wants us to communicate with him. So we know that's going to happen, but we've got to do our part. We've got to communicate with him constantly. As we pray constantly, we're able to receive strength from God. We're able to receive strength from God as we pray constantly. It's so exciting this past week. I was studying this passage and I was walking through this point and I was praying and I was asking God, God, you've got to help me with this. I know you're wanting me to, to focus in on receiving strength uh, and, and I know I receive strength from you and as I pray to you, but Father, I don't ever uh, want my opinion. I want your word. And so, Father, if you could, uh, you could just connect me up with one of your scriptures. That would be fantastic uh, that I could use as a base for understanding uh, this connection between prayer and strength. And uh, I continued to pray, and then I went on, and I was studying other aspects of the passage and preparing, and it was just uh, one morning in my daily time, in my daily reading, a completely different place. It was an Old Testament. What in the New Testament? I uh, wasn't even talking. I was working on the sermon, and I came across this verse, Psalm 138 and verse 3. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased strength within me. Hello! Hello! Immediately, I just looked, I gave God a high five. Just like I just gave him a high five. I thought to myself, look at you go, God. Look at you go. I wasn't even focused on hearing from you. I wasn't even focused at that point in time on specifically making that connection. And what did you do? You go and show off. And you shared, the psalmist said, on the day I called, the day I called, God, on the day I prayed, God, you answered me. And here's what the psalmist said. God, as you answered me, you increased strength within me. That motivated me to continue praying constantly. And God will do the same with you. He'll do the same with you. I had a good friend ask me recently, how, how, when you pastors talking, asking me all kinds of different questions about being a pastor and preparing. And said, so when you pastors talk about God speaking to you and God leading you, how, how, does, how does that work? I don't understand that. And so as I began to answer his question, he was sincere, he was genuine. It's a phenomenal God moment. I got back to this truth that the scriptures tell us throughout the word that we're to to pray constantly and as we pray constantly we ask and we seek and we knock as we engage in that relationship with God as we communicate with him he's going to communicate with us and he will answer us 
in amazing ways. Sometimes through his word, like he did this last week with me, sometimes through prayer, sometimes through circumstance, sometimes through others. And his response was informative. He said, you know what, I guess that's where, that's where I'm, that's the missing point. It's the missing point. He says, I'm, I obviously need to focus on communicating constantly. And it became clear uh, the more we pray constantly, as we communicate with the Father constantly, He's going to respond to us. He's going to answer us. He's going to give us strength. Secondly, we pray, praying constantly allows us to receive wisdom from God. We all need wisdom. James told us if any of you likes wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must, not believe, he must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. They should not expect to receive anything from God because they're double-minded uh, in all of their ways. And so we know to understand it doesn't make sense for us to pray constantly and then not listen to God and not listen for God and not believe God when he answers us. That means we're double-minded. We're thinking with two sides of our minds. We're, we're doing one thing, but we're then applying it in a completely different opposite manner. And so we know that when we pray constantly, we're going to receive strength from God. We're going to receive wisdom from God. When we pray constantly, we receive fresh air from God. Uh, Paul told us, don't, pray, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. It, at times, our lives get so caught up with stress and anxiety and worries and cares and concerns and frustrations and hurts and all kinds of stuff. Man, we just need some fresh air from the Father. And prayer is how we get fresh air from God. Paul told us, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, surpasses all our understanding, surpasses all our knowledge, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I'd say that's a pretty good exchange, wouldn't you? We go to the Father and pray and lay out all our cares, concerns, worries, anxieties, fears, stresses, and he responds by giving us his peace. I'll take that. As we pray, we get peace from God. As we pray, we receive perspective from God, which is vitally important for us. As we pray, we're reminded of God's purpose for us, which is to make us more like Christ, not just to answer every one of our, every one of our prayer requests as if he's some cosmic genie waiting there to just to grant us our requests. As we pray, we were reminded of the presence of God with us and in us and at work through us and around us. What a blessing it is for us to pray constantly. Now notice here the connection. Rejoice always, pray constantly. The more we rejoice in the Lord, the more we will pray. The more we pray, the more we will rejoice. There's a connection there that Paul's making for us. And I can't wait to get to next week because we'll find out the third leg of this connection. So giving thanks in all circumstances. So it's going to be an amazing continuation of this truth. Understand and know, once again, Paul practiced what he preached because Paul rejoiced always. Paul practiced what he preached because Paul prayed constantly. Paul told these believers, he said, we make mention of you constantly in all our prayers for you. Paul told these believers in 1 Thessalonians, he said that we pray very earnestly night and day for you. And so Paul's not just preaching these words. He's not just teaching these words. He's not getting this message from some book or the internet back then where he could just hop on and print out a message and go forward. He's practicing these truths. It's the Holy Spirit of God speaking to him, speaking through him, and helping to empower him to write these words to these believers because they're best for these believers, but these are words that he himself was actually walking in obedience to day by day as he followed Christ Jesus. He, Silas, and Timothy were constantly praying to God for these believers. So the what is pray, the when is constantly, the why is it's best for us. Once again, God through Paul commanded us to pray constantly because 
praying constantly is best for us as followers of Jesus Christ. Let's look at just a few reasons why it's best for us. We will not plumb the depths of every reason as to why it's best for us to pray constantly, but let's just look at a few that we can grab onto this day and this week. Praying constantly helps us draw near to God. Helps us draw near to God. Listen, there is so much that happens in our lives each day. There's so much that happens in our lives each hour of each day. And on certain days, there's so much that happens in each minute of each hour of each day that we need to pray constantly, day by day, all through the day. We desperately need to pray constantly. Praying constantly helps us draw near to God. As we draw near to God in prayer, we keep our minds focused on God because that's who we're talking to. As we draw near to God in prayer, we get to talk with God, the creator of the universe. How awesome is that? The one who said, let there be light, and there was. The one who hung the sun and the moon and the stars in the sky. We're talking to God. That alone should blow our minds. That alone should drive us to constantly communicate with him as we draw near to God in prayer we get help from God he hears and answers our prayers as we draw near to God in prayer he blesses us as we draw near to God in prayer we're able to hear him speak to us this is amazing amazing blessings for you and me remember we need to draw near to God Remember, God desires intimacy with us. Amen? God desires intimacy with us. Praying constantly helps us draw near to God. It helps us depend on God. It increases our intimacy with God. If we're constantly communicating with the Father as he's commanding us to, it's allowing us to grow in our dependence on God because we're not living our way. We're living his way. We're talking with him. But it also increases our intimacy with him. It's not like we're talking to him on Sunday morning and then catching back up with him the next Sunday morning and then catching back up with him the next Sunday morning. No, no, no. We're talking with him throughout the day. It increases that intimacy. And the more intimacy is increased, the more we're able to communicate and more we're able to hear him communicate with us. Understand as well, the opposite is true. Satan desires isolation for us. God desires intimacy with us. Satan desires isolation for us. Why? Because isolation leads to loneliness. Loneliness leads to discouragement. And loneliness and discouragement tag team together, producing us and working in us to become more susceptible to the temptation to sin. Why do you think Satan tries so hard to keep us from prayer? How many would you agree with me that Satan tries to keep you from prayer? I got my hand raised high. He does whatever he can to keep me from praying. The stuff that I have forgotten about three, four, five months ago, all of a sudden I'll remember when I'm trying to focus in on prayer. To try to distract me from praying. He'll make us think we're too busy to pray. He'll make us think we're too distracted to pray. He'll make us postpone prayer. Oh, you can pray a little bit later on. Once you get through with this, once you get through with that, once you take this call, once you take that text, once you respond to that email, don't worry, you can get to it. And then that one turns into another, turns into another, turns into a hundred more and we realize, huh? We didn't get around to it. The best place for us to be is close to God. It's for us to draw near to God, and He'll draw near to us. To be in the center of His will, to be focused on God, to be communicating with God as we walk with God and live out our walk with God by our obedience to God, by the power of God at work within us. To be near to God, drawing near to Him as we pray to Him. A second reason it's important to pray constantly is praying constantly helps us intercede for others. 
And this is so important for us to intercede for others. Every one of us can pray. We've already established that truth. That means every one of us can intercede for one another. Intercession is just simply praying for another. That's all that is. It's praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's praying for others. When God brings someone to your mind, pray for them. When God brings someone your way, pray with them. Pray with them. One of the greatest ways that we can bless one another is by interceding for one another. It's one of the greatest blessings we can give to one another is for us to be able to take the cares and concerns that one another has and take that brother or sister in Christ Jesus to the throne of God in prayer. What a blessing. Paul was an intercessor. Paul prayed for these believers. We see it all throughout 1 Thessalonians. Paul thanked God for these believers. Paul, look in, in chapter 1, real quick, in verse 3, or in verse, in verse 2. We always thank God for all of you, making mention of you constantly in our prayers. What did he say there? We always thank God for you. Paul thanked God for these believers. He continued saying that throughout the scriptures. He thanked God for these believers. This is so amazing for us that we are actually able to thank God. One of the ways we bless one another is we thank God for one another. It's one thing to say to God, God, thank you for this person or thank you for that person. It's one thing for us to come up, like I was to come up to Al and I was just say, Al, I just want to let you know, I thank God for you. That's nice. That's a blessing. My guess is, that would produce a smile on Al's face, because it did. But it's something completely different for me to come up to Al and to wrap my arm around Al and say, Al, let's just pray for a minute. And for me, just take a minute and say, Father God, I just want to thank you for Al, my brother here, right here. I just want to thank you for his blessing, for his encouragement, for his support. God, I want to thank you for what you're doing in this life. I want to thank you for him and his family. God, I want to thank you for how he loves you and serves you. And God, I ask that you just bless him in every way today. Wow, that's something completely different. That's what praying constantly includes for us. I want you to think right now of someone, and I want you to think within the context of someone in this room. Think of someone in this room where you can walk in the Word this morning, where you can go to them, Say, I just want to thank God for you. If that's where your comfort level is. I just want to thank God for you. That's a blessing. They'll take that and they'll run with it. Look out, they'll probably high five or hug you or give you a holy headbutt if you do. But then I also want you to consider, I want you to consider, let's just walk in the word. I think we can do that this morning. Can't we? Can't we? I just want you to consider this. I know this is making a bunch of people very uncomfortable. I know. Trust me, I know. But I, I think our life with the Father is not about comfort. It's about change. Change doesn't come without getting uncomfortable. Because change is uncomfortable. So I wanted you to just, I want to challenge you here in just a few minutes to think about someone that you can make your way to and that you can go up to them and you can put your arm around their shoulder and say, I just want to pray for you for just a moment. I'm talking maybe a 10 or 15 second prayer. If you want to go 30, great. If you want to go a minute, even better. 
But it doesn't take long. It's not like you got to catch up on your prayer life. Wrap your arm around him. Hey, can I just pray for, for you for just a moment? God, thank you for my sister. God, thank you for my brother. You have no idea the impact that that can make on a brother or sister in Christ. And quite honestly, that's what we're called to do. If we can't do it here, the challenges and the opportunities are going to be much greater for us to do it away from here. And so we know that Paul thanks God. Paul also prayed for their growth spiritually. He said in 1 Thessalonians 3 and verses 9 and 10, he said, How can we thank God? There it is. Thank God for you in return for all the joy we experience before our God because of you as we pray very earnestly night and day to see you face to face and to complete what is lacking in your faith. He continued to pray at the end of that chapter 3. He prayed that they would continue to grow in their faith in Jesus. They would continue growing in their love for God and love for one another. They would continue growing and watching and waiting as uh, Jesus was preparing uh, to return for them. He, He said, continue preparing for the return of Jesus. Continue watching and waiting for the return of Jesus. While as you watch and wait for the return of Jesus, you must continue working and walking with the Father. Because we don't know the time or the date or the place or when it's going to happen. He continued to pray for their spiritual growth. It's vitally important for us to pray for one another's spiritual growth as well. Just taking those moments to pray for each other. There is so much power in praying for one another. Amen? There's so much power. So much. We've got brothers and sisters who aren't able to be here today because of challenges in their lives, because of certain situations that's crashed into their lives. And I will tell you, they will tell me that the prayers of God's people are undergirding them and keeping them. Keeping them going day by day. There is so much encouragement for us. So much encouragement for us, through us, and to us when we take time to pray constantly and when we do what Paul calling us to do and we pray intercede for one another we also know praying constantly helps us to walk in our victory in christ jesus we're victors in jesus we're overcomers in jesus we are more than conquerors by faith in jesus amen greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world no one or nothing can separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord the name of the lord is a strong tower and we the righteous can run to it and we will find safety and security we can't trust in the lord with all our hearts we don't need to lean on our own understanding we need to think about god in all our ways and he will direct our paths he will make our path straight you see the more we pray constantly the more we are reminded of who we are in christ jesus which helps us to walk in our victory in christ Christ Jesus, the more we pray constantly, the less we listen to Satan's lies telling us what we're not, who we're not, what we don't have, what we can't do, why we're not any good, why this won't work, why we're never going to see change, why this is never going to work, how much of a failure we are. Satan is constantly chirping in our ears. He's constantly trying to discourage us. He is constantly trying to defeat us. He is constantly, relentlessly wearing us out with his lies and his accusations and temptations. And one of the ways that we can walk in victory is we can pray constantly. And when we pray constantly, it shuts up his lies. It shuts up his discouragement. And it focuses in and opens us up to the truth of the Father. And as the Father, by his Holy Spirit in us, begins to pour his truth into our hearts and minds, he reminds us of who we are in Christ Jesus. He reminds us that we are victors in Christ Jesus, which allows us to walk in our victory in Christ Jesus, rather 
rather than walking in discouragement and defeat because of the lies of the enemy, we need to pray constantly because praying constantly helps us to stay connected to God. Praying constantly helps us to focus on God and the Word of God. Praying constantly helps us to persevere in our faith in God. Praying constantly helps us to know God more. Praying constantly helps us to listen to God more. Praying constantly helps us to love God more. Praying constantly helps us to obey God more. Praying constantly helps us to see God at work in our lives. Praying constantly helps us to thank God for his work in our lives. Praying constantly helps us to wait with God as he works in our lives, knowing that his answers may not be our answers, knowing that the time for his answers may not be our time, but knowing that his answers and timing is best. It's best. And who would we rather listen to? Would we rather listen to the lies of our enemy? Or would we rather listen to the words, the Holy Spirit of God living in us? Here right now, I'm taking the Holy Spirit every day of the week, twice on Sundays. I want to hear Him. Now, I'm not there. Trust me. I listen to the wrong channel far too much. I don't want to stand up here and act as I've as if I've got this mastered. It's a daily battle. What channel am I going to listen to? I'm about to find myself switching that channel over to the Holy Spirit. And man, does things go well. It may not change any of my circumstances, It'll change me. You see, praying constantly makes sure that we leave the dial on the right channel in our hearts and minds and lives. We're not going to listen to the channel of lies. We're going to listen to the channel of truth. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. So the how, the how is just pray, just do it. That's how you do it. Just talk to God. Just open up and talk to Him. There's not a special outfit you got to wear. There's not a special place you got to be. There's not. A, you don't have to drop your voice octaves lower. Our Father, who art in heaven, you do not have to do that. You don't. Just talk. You just tell Him what's up. Hey, listen. Understand this. We're not going to shock, surprise, or stump God with our prayers to God. He knows us. He sees us. He's with us. He loves us. He wants us to communicate with him. Praying constantly shows dependence on God. It shows that we know, God, I need you every day in every way all through the day. God, I'm going to pray constantly because I need you. Praying constantly shows we have faith in God. God, I'm going to pray constantly because I know you hear me. I know you answer me. I know your answers are best. God, you're in charge, not me, so I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. There's nothing too big for us to pray to God. There's nothing too small for us to pray to God. Remember, remember, the point of prayer is not to get our will 
done in heaven. The point of prayer is to get God's will done in our lives. The point of prayer is not to get our will, our desires done in heaven. It's to get God's desires, God's will done in our lives here on earth, our relationships. So pray constantly. You know what that means. That means pray. That means now. So let's bow in prayer. This is our time. We're going to challenge you.